have been on an amazing series on just discipleship and what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus and what it looks like for us as believers, right, to, to, to actually grow in the image of Jesus in our life. What does it look like for us to grow in the image of Jesus, right? Because Jesus has called us to operate in a certain way that brings God glory and that shows Jesus and the Father that we are growing in the image of Christ. The truth is, and if we're all honest, we're in this room, that in our flesh, we oftentimes might not be able to always walk in the way that Jesus wants us to. But we know that God is calling us to a higher level of spirituality. Amen? The truth is that in our flesh, we want accolades at times, right? Even though the Bible says in Matthew 5, 16, we ended last week with Jesus saying that what we do should bring God glory. We oftentimes maybe want God to, or people to recognize us and move forward in that mindset. And Jesus begins to keep on teaching. So we ended last week in Matthew 5, 16, and I'm going to jump into Matthew 6, verse 1, and I'm going to tell you something that might be astonishing to you guys, but I think it's going to speak to your life. Amen? Now, worship team, there's less of you guys here than there usually is. So you have to double up on your amens. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Carmen. Praise the Lord. Matthew 6, 1 from the ESV. Jesus says this. Beware of practicing your righteousness before others in order to be seen by them. But then you will have no reward from your Father who's in heaven. I'm going to read that again because it was so short. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for being able to be here. Lord, we are still reeling from yesterday, and we are just, I'm in the overflow myself, Lord Jesus. So I thank you, Lord, for what you said, but yesterday was yesterday, and you have something fresh today for us. Would you speak to our hearts as a body, as a congregation, and let this word so deep into our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says amen. amen. In January 2009, a mysterious figure who uses the pseudonym Satoshi Nakamoto, released a white paper report on the new currency he believed was coming. Right now, we have centralized national currency. Some have different continental currencies, like, you know, the European Union. But we have mostly, like, currency that is fiat currency. It's just paper money, and it's legal only because the government says it's legal. And and the way the banks keep track of it is it's centralized in the bank. But this guy... Satoshi Nakamoto, he writes this paper and he says, well, what if, basically, what if we had a digital currency and it wasn't just the banks keeping track of it, but what if we had everybody's computers keeping track of everybody's money and so that nobody could lie and say what we do and don't have and the system can't crash and we're not dependent upon banks and he created what we know today as Bitcoin. Years and years and years ago, 2009, he creates Bitcoin and now we know that Bitcoin is like a huge thing in cryptocurrency. You might not know this. It's surging in the nation and it's a really big deal. There's all types of coins, all types of Ethereum, Litecoin. The newest one that all people are raging about is Dogecoin and people are getting rich overnight. I know people who have gotten rich overnight, millionaires overnight because of Bitcoin, because of Ethereum, because of somebody say crypto, currency. What if I told you, what if I told you that God has, according to the scripture, literally God has a cryptocurrency? God literally has a cryptocurrency. Listen to Matthew 6, 4. You're going to see it in a moment. I hope you see it, right? Listen to this. This is what he says here in Matthew 6, verse 4. I'm going to read 1 through 4, actually. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have the reward from your Father in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you that they have received their reward, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your father who sees in, somebody say secret, may Reward you so that your father who sees in secret may reward you. Did you know that God loves secrets? Did you know that God, the Bible talks about it over and over, that God likes hiding things. God likes hiding things. It says, the Bible says it's the glory of kings to discover them. God hides them. It's his glory to hide them. And it's our glory to find them. 
God loves secrets. The Bible says that God is in the secret place, that God sees the secret place. Do you know what the Greek word for secret is? It's crypto. It's cryptos, which is where we get our word crypto. And so Jesus says, my dad, somebody just caught it, if you do this in crypto, I'll reward you. If you do it publicly, that's your reward. My father will not reward you. I want to talk to you for a few minutes today. Um, I'm being a disciple who operates in the crypto kingdom, the secret kingdom of God, where we do stuff not to be seen, but we do stuff because our heart is right and posture before the Lord. Amen? So this teaching that Jesus is giving is part of his huge Sermon on the Mount. And he, in this portion, he's giving instructions to his followers, the crowds around him, how to live and move as followers of his. And on this portion of us, it's key for us to simply understand that he's reflecting on how religious people of the day do their deeds. And he's saying, don't do it like these people. And he gives us three ways to operate in this crypto kingdom, right? Um, he, he says, when we act to be seen, being seen is our reward. If you give, he says, the first example he uses is giving. If you give to be seen, you being seen while you give is your reward. There is no reward in heaven for stuff you brag about on earth. There's no reward in the kingdom of God, in the crypto kingdom of God, if you do not uh, do it in secret on the earth. Amen? And so I want to give you three things that Jesus says are cryptocurrencies of the kingdom. And the first one is real simple. It's secret giving. Secret giving. When we give in secret, we don't have to parade our generosity before others. We don't got to tell people, man, God told me to bless Sister Carmen, so I went to her house and bought her some groceries. Because once you do that, literally, according to Jesus, that's your reward. Stephen's saying, wow, that's deep. That's your reward. So there's angels in heaven just peeling off diamonds off of your mansion. (laughs) That's your reward. You sit in there saying... I have to, you know, putting it on, on Facebook and social media, just taking all these, you know, selfies with homeless people and things. Cut that out. If you're going to do it, just do it for God. If you're going to do it, just do it for the kingdom and do it in crypto, in secret, right? I had a friend of mine in, in Florida. He feeds the homeless all the time. And he was just saying, he went to one homeless person and um, he went to go give him food. And the guy was just like, I don't want nothing from you guys. And after week after week, and he said after about 30, 30 days, the guy finally warms up to him. And he's like, hey, man, do you want some food? The guy's like, I'll take some food. And he goes, but I'm not taking a picture with you. He's like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, you know, last person that came here that gave me a sandwich and didn't want to take a selfie with me. That's not, no reward there. You following me? No reward. You have to do it in somebody say secret. It's all about secret, Right? When you're in the park praying for people, you don't need to digitally document every person you pray for so that God can get glory. Is it for God? When you give something, you've got to do it in secret. As followers of Jesus, we have to walk in humility about our life or all of our reward will only be here on the earth. We often want people to see how much we're giving. We want people to see, and the reason is we want people to see how deep we are how in tune with God we are because we give so much. And Jesus says, do not tell anybody about your giving. When we desire the praise of people, we negate the promotions of God. When you desire people to say, wow, yo, Chris is so deep. He gives so much. When you do that, immediately the Lord says, no reward. When you parade all of your generosity before other people for every excuse, we have all the excuses in the world to do it, right? We lose that reward. And I don't know about you, but I'd much rather get a reward from God than get a reward from man. I'd much rather be, I think that God's a better rewarder than you saying, wow, pastor is so deep, right? As followers of Jesus, we have to do the work of the kingdom and obey Jesus, not to seek to be trumpeted about our good deeds for everybody to know about it, but just to be, like, known by God. I have this feeling. I could be wrong. I don't think I am. It's better to be known by God than to be known by men. It's better to be known by the Lord than to be known by men. A famous revivalist, his name is Jonathan Edwards, he was, you know, going around preaching. Excuse me, Charles Finney. He was going around preaching, and, I mean, just, like, super, super powerful man of God, Charles Finney. And he would see, like, all types of miracles, healing, signs, and wonders. And, um, but Charles Finney, he stopped actually going out and preaching when a man by the name of David Nash passed away because nobody knew who David Nash was, but everybody knew who Charles Finney was. 
right? Finney was this great preacher, and, um, and uh, he was going out. Actually, it is Jonathan Edwards. It's Jonathan Edwards, a great preacher going out. I mixed that up, right? He's going out and seeing revivals. I mean, he's seeing massive people saved. But what he, nobody knew was that David Nash would go out weeks in advance, stay in a hotel room in that city that Jonathan was coming to, and he would pray for hours and days and weeks on end. He would not eat for two weeks at a time and just pray. And everywhere David Nash prayed, revival came. And so the preacher comes behind him, but once he dies, he says, I can't go out because the prayer is not there to go anymore. Right? Everyone knows the preacher, but nobody knows the prayer person. Right? This reward here is on earth, but this reward is here in heaven. You with me? In verse 3, he says, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. In other words, the real issue is that we often do things for the praise of men, not realizing it because we're not always satisfied with the acceptance of God. We're not always in touch enough with God to know his affirming grace over our life when we do things. And so we think that we have to have other people give us this affirmation. And Jesus is like, no, just do it because my dad sees it. So that your giving may be in secret and your dad, your father, who sees in secret will reward you. As disciples, we have to have this peace to know that whatever we do, God sees. Small or great. There was no sacrifice overlooked by Jesus. There was no sacrifice overlooked by God. And here's the crazy part. God will openly, he will openly and publicly bless you over everything you privately do for him. He will publicly bless you over everything you privately do for him. The first cryptocurrency of God's crypto kingdom is secret giving. Here, here's number two, right? In Matthew 6, 5. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. But truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Jesus tells the crowds, right, that our prayer life is to be a secret thing with God. It's not supposed to be some public thing so that people can see how deep the church is. It's supposed to be this idea of just being a secret thing with you and God. And I think that many of us, we rather pray in public, but I have to actually do the works of the kingdom of God in public. Praying is the easy part. But God's like, I want you to do more than that. Our place of prayer as individuals is a secret with the Lord. Here's the second cryptocurrency. It's secret prayer. Real simple. It's secret prayer. I'm telling you, God has a whole crypto kingdom that if you do these things in secret, he will reward you publicly. Amen? The mentality of this is the same as the last one, right? That when we do stuff in public and people say, wow, you know, Yoshi can really pray. I saw her the other day and she was walking up and down her street and she was just shouting. Da, 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 da. And we have those moments with God that it's not us trying to get attention, right? But there are those times where people just do it for attention. Social media, I'm praying in these streets. Oh, okay. We got a video with it. We got a this. We got a that. And God's like, that's your reward. That's it right there. But when we do it in private, when you can get by yourself, you don't need a whole crowd to pray with you. Because everybody looks good in the crowd praying. Because you can hide in the crowd. You can get behind one loud person and just shout them down, amen, praise God. That's right. But you ain't saying nothing. And God's like, there's your reward. There's your reward right there. You, you made the video. That's your reward. But when we pray in secret, right? And some of us are just loud. That's okay, too, right? But when we pray in secret, right, I'm loud. But when we pray in secret, it's like the Lord saying, okay, I see this. Jesus looked at the life of the Pharisees, the Pharisees being the religious people of the time, right, the prominent religious group. And he's like, this is not the way we're supposed to do things. We're not supposed to do things for attention. We're not supposed to seek the Father to be able to have men think highly of us. We're supposed to be able to seek the Father so that God can think highly of us. And he gives us three instructions there on prayer. And the first one is go into your room. In other words, get to a place in a space, right, where you can get with God alone. Go to your room. Go to your room. The Bible says in the King James Version in Psalms 91 verse 1, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. You have to go to that secret place. And then when you go to the secret place, the second instruction he gives us is real simple. He says, shut the door. In other words, remove distractions while you're praying. It might be putting your phone on airplane mode. If you're like me, my brain is, a, it just seems like I think more when I'm supposed to be praying. 
So I keep a notebook, right? I just write stuff down sometimes. I can just remember this, remember that. I'll be trying to pray. Oh, I got to do this. I got to send this email. Oh, I, gotta, oh, I can't forget to text Stephen about this. Or, oh, I got to call Chris about that. Or I got to call Carmen. Oh, my God. And I have all these things. I just started getting a notebook, right? And just keep it on the side. Write it down. Call Carmen. So I don't forget. Text Stephen later. Big, big later. <laughs> I just keep on praying. Trying to push forward because is, if you don't, you got to shut the door on distractions. You got to shut the door on the notifications, right, of our lives. He says, remove those distractions, close the door. And the key, though, is that, that prayer in public, right, is, is, is for us to be seen, but prayer in private is for God to see us. And then the third thing he says is, pray to your Father. We're not supposed to pray for others to see us or others to hear us, but we're supposed to pray to God who is in secret. And he goes back to what he said about giving. He says, hey, your Father who is in secret, right? He will see this, and he will reward you. If I do it, somebody say, in secret. It's in secret. What we do in secret, what we do in crypto. Remember, secret is the Greek word crypto. What we do in crypto, what we do in crypto, God has his own cryptocurrency. It's you doing stuff in secret in case you haven't got the vibe yet. It's not us doing it publicly. The currency of the kingdom of God in crypto is that when we do stuff privately, God blesses us publicly. As disciples, we shouldn't be out there trying to get attention. We should be giving God attention. Amen? Now, what we do in secret matters to God. Don't pray to be seen. Now, I know some of us, again, we are demonstrative in our worship or prayer. I'm not downing people who are loud. We have some loud people in our church, me being one of them. But don't stomp around the church for attention. Don't yell just because you want people to see how well you can pray. Like, pray loud because you're passionate, not because you want affirmation from the public. Pray loud because you are passionate about what God is saying and God is doing and because you're weeping before the Lord, but not because you think that you have the best prayer to be heard around you in your row. So you want pastor to hear you from the back, so you shout it out. That there is your reward. Besides that, there's nothing you're going to get. When we do things to be seen, again, being seen is the reward that we get. When we do things for God to be known, that changes everything. For some, this may be hard, but the key to being promoted and to be blessed in the kingdom is to operate on the low, not to sit there and be so big about yourself. you got to move in secret. Here's cryptocurrency number three, if Stephen can make his way up here. Cryptocurrency number three of the kingdom of God, and the least favorite one. This is going to be the least favorite cryptocurrency of the kingdom. I'm telling y'all. I'm going to get in trouble here for some of you guys. Matthew 6, 16. And when you fast... I hope you in the comments, you're just saying amen, because this is the least one. So I'm like, put amen in the comments, because I'm getting no amens up in here today. He said, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. Jesus is against these hypocrites, y'all. For they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. But truly, I say to you, they receive their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. That's a word all by itself. Wash your face. That your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. Crypto. He's in the crypto kingdom. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Now, I know most of you are ready to log off right now and leave because we're talking about fasting. But the third nuclear weapon, crypto of the currency of the kingdom, is secret fasting. It's secret fasting. You know what secret fasting is, right? It's you not posting it on social media. 21-day fast, let me know what you want me to pray for. There's your reward. There is your reward. Seriously. The likes, I hope it was worth it. Right? If you're fasting, you go out with somebody. You're not going to order nothing? Oh, no. What? Are you fasting? Yes. I'm not trying to tell anybody, but yes, I'm fasting. There's your reward. Could have just as easily said, hey, you know what? I'm just not hungry today at all. At all. But please enjoy your meal. Right? And then we walk around like, oh, I'm cranky. Why are you cranky? Oh, I'm fasting. Just, there's your reward. He says, don't be gloomy. Wash your face. Here's something I didn't mention about the other two. Do you know that Jesus, this is not like he's looking at 
at these things, these three things. He's not saying, hey, by the way, if you ever get around to doing this, all of them, Jesus has an expectation that we're going to engage in all of these kingdom cryptocurrencies, the secret mindset of his, this lifestyle of being a disciple in private. How do I know this? Because Jesus says this in every single one of them. Jesus said, and when you give, he didn't say if you give. I'm a firm believer that um, I don't care what you believe in, your belief is on tithing, whatever else. I'm just a firm believer that God expects every believer to give. He doesn't say if you give. He says when you give. When you give. And I don't withhold from God because I'm going through something. And I don't withhold from God, right, when I'm having a rough season or because I think I'm worthy of something. I will never withhold from God what I think I'm worthy of and rob him from what he's worthy of. He says when you give. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 5, he says, when you pray. He didn't say if you pray. God has an expectation that every believer is having a lifestyle of prayer. Every disciple has to live a life of prayer. You cannot look more like Jesus day in and day out if you are not praying. It is impossible. I want to challenge you in your prayer life today, watching online, here locally. If you are not praying, you are not walking as a disciple of Jesus. I'm telling you right now, you've got to get into a place of prayer. Jesus expects you to pray. And then last but not least, he says, when you fast. He didn't say, hey, if you ever happen to feel like the Holy Spirit told you to fast. Did you know this, that fasting is supposed to be a regular rhythm of your life? Like God designed the human body to fast. It's healthy for us to fast. But beyond that, it's a spiritual thing that when we fast, a fun fact about Jesus, right? Jesus didn't fast with his disciples. He fasted one time, 40 days in the wilderness. That was it. He never fasted with his disciples. That whole scripture where it says these will only come out through prayer and fasting, the newest Bibles have newer or older scrolls that they found, right? And that word fasting wasn't in there. And it's really simply put, why? It's not because they're trying to make the Bible less powerful. You see all those Facebook posts? They're trying to rob the Bible. Zondervan is owned by the witch people. It's none of that. It's none of that at all. It's that Jesus never fasted with his disciples. And it's recorded in the Bible where they said, hey, why don't you fast with your disciples? That's how I know he didn't fast with his disciples. And he said, when the bridegroom is with them, why will they fast? When I leave, when the bridegroom is gone, they will fast. Newsflash, bridegroom's gone. We should fast. Why do we want to fast? Fasting doesn't twist God's arm, right? It doesn't change what God sees. It changes what I see. I don't fast to look better. I fast to see better in the spirit. I fast to be able to draw closer to the Lord. When I fast, I abstain from food. Fasting, I'm just going to break somebody's bubble. It's not you putting down social media. That's, that's called you cutting down addictive behaviors. Fasting is when you stop eating. Not certain foods, food. For bricks of time. You say, this time, this time, I won't eat. That's fasting, right? Fasting is where we cause the flesh to come into alignment with the spirit so that we can maintain our commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. And for seasoned Christians, I want to tell you, Jesus fully expects you to fast. He fully expects you, maybe once a week, this needs to be a rhythm in every disciple's life in our church, once a week you are fasting for a day from six to six, or just from one day, 24 hours, you fast, water only, right? Not like religious people, though, not looking for attention. Look at me, fasting, pray for me, y'all. Don't get a support group texting 10 people, Daniel, please pray for me. I'm going to start fasting tomorrow, and I need God to move. God's like, you can pray, but that's your reward. It's about crypto. It's about secret. The currency of the kingdom is cryptocurrency. It's secret currency. Now, what we do in secret, we get rewarded in public. We don't want to sit there and fast to stick out. We want to fast to stick to the heart of Jesus, to the movement in his heart for us. Fasting is to prove how holy you are. It's to show how hungry you are. Fasting isn't as big to be like, look at me. My face is going to glow with the radiance of Jesus. It's for, it's for us to be like, yo, I'm just, my spirit wants more, so I'll starve my body so that my spirit can get fed from the Lord. Fasting is always accompanied with prayer because fasting without prayer is just dieting. It must be done with the right heart. We don't fast to twist God's arm or to shift his perspective. We do it to shift our view, right? He tells us that we shouldn't make it obvious that we're fasting. Do your makeup, y'all. Ladies, do your makeup. Take care of yourselves when you're fasting. 
Wash your face, he says. Put a smile on. Don't be all gloomy and doomy because you are hungry. We shouldn't walk around looking crazy or falling apart because we're fasting. On the contrary, we should make ourselves look right so that God gets glory in our lives. Jesus used the same formula for fasting. He says about prayer and giving. He says, if you fast, my Father who is in secret, he will reward you because private practices always prove for public rewards. Private practices always prove that God gives us public rewards. The job of a disciple is to do in secret, a.k.a. crypto, right? And to build this cryptocurrency portfolio in God. You know what portfolio is, right? It's like an investment portfolio. Maybe somebody has an art portfolio where they put all the different types of art they have. You know, Phil Nieves, he might have different videos and photos in his portfolio, different instances of the work that he's done in the field that he's in. For all of us as disciples, you should have a three-part portfolio of cryptocurrency in the kingdom of God, in heaven, in the heart of God. One part prayer, one part giving, one part fasting. If you feel like you're missing something, and you give, but don't pray and fast, it might be that. You haven't got that full breakthrough. You know what I'm saying? Anybody ever been there before? Maybe you are fasting and praying, but you're not giving. Maybe you should switch some of that up. There's three parts to this portfolio that God wants us to have. We're building a cryptocurrency. Now, maybe you give and you pray, but you never fast. And God's like, hey, Chris, how about you just put the fork down, turn the ball over for just, just give me one day. I'm not saying you don't fast, Chris. Praise the Lord. But just one day. He's like, give, give me one day. There's got to be a three-part, there's, a, there's, a, there's literally a recipe and a formula to being publicly rewarded by God. This cryptocurrency of the kingdom of God. He said, whatever you do in secret, that's crypto in Greek, right? I will reward in public. Most people, though, here's the sad reality. The three things that Jesus says we should do in secret, most people won't even do in public. The vast majority of Christians, listen to me online, some of you, you know this because you skipped the whole giving part, you haven't prayed with us in the, way, in the way in, and the last time you prayed was last Sunday, and you haven't never fasted. The three things that God tells us to do the most of, in secret, prayer, giving, and fasting, are the three number one things that most people in the kingdom of God refuse to do. We'll attend church and we'll serve, but we won't give, we won't pray, and we won't fast. Or we'll get one or the other in different seasons, and y'all know what I'm talking about. Because sometimes your prayer life is lit, but your fasting life is non-existent, and we'll be lucky if you give. Other times your giving is lit, and your prayer life is waning, and you might fast, or vice versa. You are great at fasting, terrible at everything else, and God's like, I need all three currencies. I need all three. Why? To diversify your ability to be blessed by God. Diversification. So in a portfolio of investment, you never have just everything in one investment, because if that goes down, you're done. And God says, invest in three areas. Invest in different places so that, right, so that, why? So that I can be able to bless you in different ways. And I want to challenge you here today and everybody listening online today that God sees, number one, he sees your giving, your tithe, your offering. He sees it. And for some of us, he's super pleased. For some of us, he's, he's like, hey, listen, I want to, I, I want to, giving isn't about what I want from you. It's about what I want for you. If you would just give in secret more, I want to bless you even more. Some of you, I want to let you know, God sees your prayer life. For many of us, God honors. He's like, yo, Yoshi, she's got my heart. Debbie, she's got my heart. She prays all the time. She talks to me every day at work. She prays over her patients in the hospital. She's believing God. She's touching and agreeing with them. And she's doing it silent, in secret. She ain't saying, I'm going to pray for you, sister. I don't know if you're a believer or not. It's just on the low, like a, like a, like a ninja nurse is praying for people. I got you, Deb. <laughs> just praying for people. Believe in God. I know what the doctor just said, well, I'm going to pray for this person because I, I know you can do it, God. In the face of disappointment still praying, right? She has to have that strong prayer life. God sees that. God sees the heart. He sees what you're doing. For those of you who are good at fasting, God sees. He sees our giving, our prayer. He sees our fasting. And you might think it's on deaf ears, but God says, if you do it right, do it in private, I will bless you publicly. Listen, church, there is a cryptocurrency in the kingdom, and it's what we do in secret for the Lord. Come on, stand with me. I want to challenge every one of you. Maybe there's an area of your life. You're good for now. There's an area of your life where, where you have to step that up. I want to challenge you. Step it up in Jesus' name. Amen? Let's pray real quick. Lord Jesus, so grateful to be able to come here early on this beautiful Sunday morning before the storm comes. And uh, Lord, you've been challenging our church to be disciples. And maybe for some people who are watching online, you're challenging us in the way that we give. 
you're challenging us in the way that we pray or the way that we fast. But Lord, all of those things are things you want us to do, but to do it in secret. So Lord, if we are puffed up or prideful in any way, shape, or form, would you then, Lord, would you then show us those areas where we are being doing things rather to be seen rather than doing things for you to see them and give us the right heart and the right posture to be able to do these things, to not be hypocrites, to not do it for everybody to see us do it, but to do it so that you can get glory. We want to do things privately to be rewarded publicly, God. We want to do things publicly hoping you reward us, God, because your word declares clearly we lose all blessing with that, God. Give us the right heart to walk with you and to do these things, these spiritual actions that you expect us to do. In Jesus' name, we pray. Give us that right heart throughout this week, we pray. Come on, everybody says amen.